Welcome back to Real Talk with Caleb. Uh, Brittany, thank you so much uh, for one, uh, sharing your story, uh, along with your, your other three um, companions that shared their story. But thanks for having the courage to come forward and, and share your story. And, and thanks for entertaining me to come back on the, on the show and, and talk about a few things. One of, of how you overcome, right? And how you overcame and continuously overcome and, and how you, uh, you battle discrimination. It says a lot about you, a lot about your character. Uh, but before we get into that, how how are you doing? How are you and your family doing? Um, we are we're good. We just moved on base, so we're still trying to unpack and get settled into our new home. So doing that with two little ones has been interesting. So because there's <laughs> yeah. no daycare for them, so they've been home, but they're little champs. So they've been doing pretty good with the transition and stuff. So. That's good. You got to give them like small tasks, right? Tasks that, that they can do and, and, and keep them occupied for a little bit while you're unboxing things, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good that you guys, uh, I'm guessing you were obviously trying to move on base. Uh, so it's good you got a, you got a house on base and stuff. So is, mm-hmm. it, is it where you want, is the house you wanted kind of thing? I mean, I know they're pretty much, you know, the same floor plans and stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. hopefully it's where you guys wanted to land. Yeah, I mean, I honestly... I didn't, I really didn't care if I'm being honest because we, we were renting off base and they wanted to sell and we didn't want to buy. And so the rent off base is really expensive. So a house we were looking at was like $2,000 a month. So when this came up, I really didn't care what they gave us because as long as it wasn't $2,000 a month in rent, I was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Utilities included and stuff. So that, that makes it nice as well. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so thank, thanks again for, like I said, coming coming back on the show because, you know, I, I got some feedback. There was some uh, feedback. We turned the comments off on Facebook. As you know, we, we sat and talked about that as a team before we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that form that people did provide some feedback on that was, uh, you know, more of, uh, I would say not more of, it was encouraging feedback, said thanks for sharing your story. Um, and I know it inspired uh, a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. you know, to come forward, you know, people that are experiencing discrimination right now um, to, to come forward. And then, you know, people that hopefully it, it helped people take their blinders off uh, those blind spots, those, you know, um, you know, those biases that they didn't, you know, know that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it helped people look through that. But why I've asked you to come back on the show today, Brittany, and please don't feel like there's any time requirement. If you want to talk to us for five minutes, 20 minutes, two hours, whatever it is, uh, there's no time requirement, um, so I don't want you feeling like you have to say X, Y, and Z. But um, I would like you to just talk about because right, the the goal is to shine a light on that the discrimination is still happening. We we've done that um, at least to some degree, mm-hmm. uh, and, and while we're working towards completely eliminating it, I think it's only fair uh, that we're real because that's what we do here is keep it real that mm-hmm. it's still going to happen. Uh, and it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And so I would just like your thoughts on, you know, I've got a couple of points here, but you can talk about whatever you is that you want to talk about. But helping people, you know, understand like for how you overcame, how you like continuously overcome because discrimination continues to happen and racial slurs and, you know, the, the looks that you were talking about in your previous story about uh, or previously when you were on sharing your story about how people look at you. So mm-hmm. there's people that are wearing the same boots you're wearing right now that are going through that. So I'd like you to just speak life into them and, and just talk a little bit about how you overcome and then maybe some advice. So 
yeah, just kick us off with that. Like, you know, how, how does Brittany, how, how do you attack this? How do you overcome it? How do you stay inspired? How do you stay motivated? Um, man, that's a big question. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll take, we'll take it a little bit at a time. Um, so let's see. Well, first, I think for me, I had to make a choice. I think it all starts with making a choice. You're either going to let something get you down or you're not like it's one or the other. And so um, for me, and like, obviously it didn't come easy. It wasn't like I just woke up one day and, and, you know, I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to be so strong and I'm going to be so, you know, it wasn't like that. So it was definitely um, trial and error for me. But if I had to put that whole question in make it simple it would be i just choose to be a bigger person which some days i don't want to be the bigger person like some days i want to like go off or (laughs) just be you know say what i really feel but um my personal values and my personal morals don't allow me to do that and so that And that's hard because it's kind of what it's a conflict for me because I'll want to say something. I'll want to lash out because somebody's done something to me, but I don't want to deal with how that's going to make me feel on the inside if I go ahead and do that. So um, I just choose to be who I know that I am. I choose to just do my best to... um, be who I want to be, be the person that I want to be and not just who I am because we're all a work in progress. We're all changing. We're all developing every day. So I just, I just choose to not be, it sounds so corny. Like I, I choose to be great. Like that's like the corniest thing (laughs) you can say, but it's not not corny at all, Brittany. that, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that I guess that's just the motto I live by. Like I live by being great. And I think that comes from a place of um, I feel like there's always been an expectation for me to fail. Um, like how we talked about the in our in our first, you know, talk about how people yeah. kind of look at me. And so when you I'm I'm that person like if you tell me that I can't do something, I'm going to I'm going to show you not only that I can do it, but I can do it better than you. And so maybe I just have like a competitive nature, but I really grew up where um, people consistently, constantly told me what I couldn't do. Um, Growing up, like in the environment I grew up in, like even in the church, you know, I grew up in church and people would say things like, oh, she'll be, oh my God, I'm so emotional when I talk about this stuff, <laughs> but like people told me, like well, we don't we don't have to discuss anything that that you're not comfortable discussing. But if you want to discuss it and you are a little emotional, that that's fine too because this this is this is is it's good for people to understand uh, how it makes uh, people feel that have been discriminated against. But don't don't share anything you're not comfortable with. I, I don't want to put you in that position at all. No, I I I won't. I promise. But <laughs> like I was always told that I would be the one that was going to get pregnant, I would be the one that, you know, wasn't going to do anything. And, you know, when I told people that I was, you know, and these were adults, not like peers, 
that I was joining the yeah. Air Force, I mean, people looked at me and said, you never make it. And, mm. you know, that was really, that is, that is the way that I grew up with co consistent negativity, consistently, you know, what I was not going to do. And, you know, there wasn't really a lot of life spoken over me as, as a child and even as, you know, an adolescent. And there were two women. She actually just made Chief. I'm a shout her out. Chief Master Sergeant Select <laughs> Alexis Reed. Um, she was a huge part of my life when I was in middle school and high school. And I used to spend the weekends at her house and everything. And she was one of the people, one of the women who actually like took me aside and basically told me, Brittany, you can do what you want to do. And so yeah. I learned to hold on to those, I guess, um, those like lights of positivity because I didn't get that often. So when I did get yeah. it, like I held on to those, I held on to it and that was kind of like my fuel. So, yeah. That's, that's good. No, no, thanks for sharing that. I like how you talked about, you know, a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice that you make every day. It's unfortunate that you have to make that choice, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that you're put in that position and many, many thousands of others, uh, hundreds of thousands of others that are put in that position to have to make that choice. And, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting to me, um, not interesting in like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Uh, but it's just seeing people's reactions. Uh, you know, after we posted y'all stories and, you know, in episode one, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that mm -hmm. yet or not, but when I was talking about how people said, hey, you shouldn't go in and you shouldn't talk mm -hmm. about that, it's a mind you know, there's there's still some of that, that that's still occurring. But then I look at I've just become, uh, you know, I, I did my final thoughts the other day uh, last night. Actually, I, I did a podcast with my final thoughts and it'll be posted uh, later with them when this whole article is finished. But I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I didn't expect it. Uh, you know, I've known you for a while. I know that you've struggled with some things, but I didn't expect it to honestly open my eyes as much as it has this whole series. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm self in that regard of saying how much y'all stories have impacted me and, and opened my eyes. You know, it seems like there's stuff I just see now that maybe I'm looking for it. Maybe it's, it's just timing. It happened to work out where I see things, but you know, I had those other, um, I called them the power chiefs that embarrassed them a little bit, but I had the chiefs on the other day talking about this and, you know, I've seen, uh, their messaging and, and how that's that's changed a little bit, uh, at least to focus on this as they were preparing to come on that show and talk about it. So I know it's it's, it's pulled the blinders off and I'm not saying they were blind to it, but it's, it's helped them see some things as well. And then just this morning I saw that video and I know there's probably more to the story potentially, but the video of, of the lady in um, I think she was in Central Park called the police on um, an African-American as she described. You can't you don't see the, the gentleman in the video, but he's, he's the one video. Yes. And, and talking about she's being attacked or feared for her mm -hmm. life, I think is the word she used. Uh, it's just, it's crazy to me that as y'all went through your stories about getting treated with little to no dignity and respect. And so, again, if if you've reached no one, no one else other than me, then then success. I think, you know, we reach one person, we've, we, we have success. And so I know I'm going to be more looking for it more actively. And speaking mm -hmm. of that. Uh, having to make that choice and, and, and active, we think action, right? Of what gave you strength or what gives you strength, uh, Brittany, to, to make it through this? I know you say, hey, I make a choice uh, to be better, but what gives you strength? Because we need strength. So I, I'd like for you, if you're comfortable with it, sharing, a, sharing with us what, what gives you strength. Um, I would say, I mean, I definitely, for me, my faith, like I look to my faith a lot 
like for yeah. um for strength and to just make hard decisions you know i actually will pray about a situation like a professional situation before i respond to it and i know some people might think that that's weird but um i i have a personal belief that we are all here for a reason and for my personal belief is i should do nothing without god's consent in a way or with and granted i don't like i'm not sitting here and saying oh i do this every time but i i know for sure when i have those hard those hard times that i will you know take a step back and really pray about a situation first and so that you know that definitely fuels me definitely that's a, a place where i draw my strength from and honestly like i have i have biracial children and yeah. One, <laughs> I don't know why I always laugh, but one of my daughters looks like white. Like there's no, I mean, she has straight hair. She just, and then my other one has like super curly hair. Like she looks like a biracial child. And so when I look at mm-hmm. the, when I look at my daughters and then I look at my sons who one of them is biracial and the other one is not, I realize yeah. that it's almost like the world and like time has just made a circle, right? When you think about it, the civil rights movement, all that stuff happened and we were supposed to be progressing and it seems like we're going backwards right now. And so I have a responsibility to teach my children um, that you don't treat people, first of all, you don't treat people bad regardless. So that's something that I definitely try to instill in them. And secondly, like, you don't treat people bad because they look different than you, they talk different than you, or they act different than you because the way that I'm, I live my life and the way that I'm raising my children is before you are Black, before you're white, before you're Mexican, before you're biracial, before you are whatever, you are a child of God first. And so to me, mm. tr- raising my kids like that in having that own belief for myself really allows me to be more patient with people. It allows me to be more compassionate when people do and say stupid things. And it also allows me to correct people when they do and say stupid things, you know? So yeah, yeah. absolutely. No. So, and there's a way that, that I've seen uh, you not, not necessarily correct someone, uh, in, in forms of, hey, they discriminated against you or someone else. So I haven't seen you in that regard, but I have seen you correct other people, uh, you know, in your duty section and things like that uh, from a distance, you know, so not knowing all the details, but you do it with love, or at least that's how I mm-hmm. perceive it. Uh, so that comes from your faith background. And I just want to say thanks for for sharing uh, your strength comes from your faith. You know, I think, uh, you know, in the military, regardless of what your faith is, it's not like we're afraid to share mm-hmm. that, but in some regards, we kind mm-hmm. of are. Uh, not saying that about you, but you know, as people are a little bit iffy on, on sharing that. And, you know, when we're talking about inclusion of all things, then, then if someone wants to, you know, they have uh, an issue with, with the type of faith that you, you uh, profess, uh, then, then they've missed this whole point. Thanks for having you know, the courage and the strength to, to share that, too, because, like I said, uh, a lot of people, you know, aren't aren't willing to share about right. their faith. So thanks for. That. So, what what advice would you have, or do you have? Because uh, you know, again, like I just said, we don't all 
me and you, me and you are of the same faith, but not everyone mm-hmm. is, right? So it might be something someone else can, you know, fall on uh, or lean on, I should say, to get through this uh, tough times or get through discrimination, give them strength. But not everybody has their spiritual pillar, if you will. When you think about, you know, the pillars of resilience in the Air Force, uh, not everyone has that spiritual pillar filled out. So what, what advice would you give to someone uh, that may be going through this right now? Uh, some, some tips, if you will, or, or advice on how they should handle it. So we, I, I guess outside of, if I could, you know, put some parameters on this outside of the official channels, because first and foremost, you got to report it to chain of command, or you should report it to chain of command through the official channels. But on the real talk, on the real, like person to person, what, what advice would you give them? Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that people should, well, not should, I would, my advice would be that if you don't have like spiritual strength to, you know, peel or like to lean on, I would say that maybe yeah. people should ask themselves, what, what reputation do I want to leave behind? Like when somebody discriminates mm. against me or, you know, or them, you know, what, what do you want people to see in you because how you respond to a situation like that and how you react to a situation like that, people are watching. And so it's like, yeah. how do you want to be viewed when you respond? Do you want to be viewed as a person who um, is angry, which rightfully so, because you should be angry. But I, I really feel like whether you have like a faith base or not, like the golden rule, right, is to treat people how you want to be treated. So you, sh- mm-hmm. I think responding to that or handling a situation like that the way that you would want somebody to do it to you if the roles were reversed might at least help you to at least take a pause to sort out your thoughts and then press with however you need however you feel like you need to to press um so that's for me that's kind of like um that's a hard question for me because i don't really know and you know and i guess the way one way i could look at it is like what would i tell my airmen like if i had an airman who didn't believe anything and that's what i i would i would tell them i would say you know i know you're upset i know this is hard for you i can understand how you want to react but take two seconds take five seconds take five minutes and if the roles were reversed because we've all said something reckless we've all said something insensitive we've all done it how would you want to be how would you want that how would how would you want a person to respond or react to you what would you want a person do you want somebody to say to you like oh, maybe they didn't know any better or, oh, that was intentional or like, what, how do you want, how would you want somebody to respond to you is what I would probably say oh, to one of my airmen. That's good. You're a- absolutely um, spot on. And, you know, Kim talked to us because uh, she's the other, I guess you could say, exit mm-hmm. I've done, um, you know, that um, she's like, you know, you got to find your own, your mm-hmm. own um and, is there's there's some truth to that for sure you know and me and her both discussed that a little bit at length about you know that would be some of my advice too i think you know 100 percent of what she said and, and finally, we talked about you know 
gaining strength. And if someone doesn't have a spiritual pillar, you know, there's a power, there's a lot of power in the human right. connection. Uh, so, you know, Kim's advice was, uh, you know, like you got to connect with people that you can associate with. And, and, and at first, maybe they do look just like, act just like you uh, believe, just like you. It's, it's a little bit dangerous. Maybe if you stay in that, that particular yes. parameter, uh, because you're not like, expanding yourself and growing yourself. But at first, because you don't want to be the airman that's alone. You don't want to be the human that feels alone and, and, and left, you know, to, to your own devices. So, so no, that, that's great advice uh, for sure. And thanks for sharing that. What would, I guess, be your advice? Because, uh, you know, I'm just asking about some advice. I'm trying to get smarter. Um, is to all of us, right? All of us that, and I would, I put the air quotations around us, if you will, uh, people that, uh, that aren't discriminating or maybe some of us that are discriminating, but you're not the ones being discriminated against, right? So you've given advice there, but what would you give advice to, the, I guess you could say the force mm-hmm. at large, whether they're discriminating or not, what would be your advice on, on as, as our agenda, our mission obje- objective of, you know, eradicating discrimination, what would be your advice uh, to the rest of the force as it pertains to discrimination and, and lack of inclusiveness? Um. <laughs> I so so I'm hitting you with a hard question. No, I'm sorry, you know I watched um I watched your video your Zoom on Saturday or Sunday yeah. whatever day that Friday Friday. Um, They're all together. <laughs> when you had the the power chiefs on, and there was this one chief yeah. who was I was like, who is this man? Like, who's this guy? Because he said, he said, um, when people, I'm putting words in his mouth, but basically what I heard was he said yeah. that. When people say that, oh, I don't see color, he was like, well, what's wrong with you? Do you have a condition? And when he said that, I was like, you know what? He's absolutely right. And people, a force, the force at at large, I would say people need to stop being cowards because that's a coward's way out to say, I don't see color because (laughs) that is you taking your hands off of the situation and pretending like it's not there you know it's there you understand that it's there but you don't want to deal with it because it is going to potentially potentially taint your reputation because like you said chief like people came at you and were like you sure you want to walk into that minefield and you're like absolutely you know a lot of people (laughs) don't want to do that and that is the problem i think with the military is we are so consumed in progressing, making rank, looking good, checking off all the boxes, doing everything that is going to benefit us that we don't take the time to say, you know what? Sometimes I got to put my neck out on the line for this person. I got to put my neck out on the line for this situation because it's a huge issue. And what, how is my airman feeling at the end of the day when they walk into a room and people look at them a certain way because uh, they're a woman or because they're Hispanic or because they're Asian. Like, what is that doing to their mental well-being? And if me as a leader, if, if myself as a supervisor, if I'm pretending like that's not there because, oh, I don't see color or because, oh, it's not a real thing, then I am a part of the problem period. You have to pick a side. You're either going to stand up against it. You're going to accept the fact that it's here. And, and I'm not saying that everybody needs to put on a cape and, 
and, you know, fight for discrimination, but you need to open up your eyes, take those blinders off and be aware because you're not taking care of your people if you're not taking the time to understand what hurts them, what impacts them and what could potentially be preventing them from being the best version of themselves. You're failing because everything is not about making rank. Everything is not about a 1206 or whatever award. We are here to take care of people. The military, the Air Force is supposed to be a family. And if you're my family, I'm going to take a knee and make sure that you are okay, even if it makes me uncomfortable. Because it's not about me. It's about it's about other people. And to me, we're, we lack that so much right now where the Air Force is not, from my personal experiences, I'm not going to speak on, you know, for everybody, just from what I've seen in the last few years sure. is people are not really legitimately, not enough people are genuinely concerned about others. And I'm going to get off my soapbox. Yes. I like <laughs> No, no, no. Your your soapbox is perfect, uh, Brittany. A hundred percent. That's what I was actually just about to comment on. Not the actual soapbox, but but how you act like this is such a hard question. Then you're off the top soapbox. You're of the Air Force or something. So you know, no, that's that's awesome advice. And and so it was BK and uh, Chris. Both of those guys had had used similar terms. And I think it was actually Chris that was the one saying it at the time. And 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 you'll you'll probably like my line and my my final thoughts because I get you know me. Once I get a passion about something, I don't realize I'm yelling, but I am. People call me, they say, you sure you're not a Pentecostal preacher? I was like, I'm not ordained. I don't think so. But they, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You need to see people for who they are uh, and to, as a starting point to get to know them, not as, a, as a, a reference or discriminator of how far they can go or what you think they should be able to do, uh, but, but to know where they're, where they're coming from. And I think, honestly, if we, if we can just be real, I think some people, probably the majority of people you described when they say that, when they say, I don't see color because they don't want to get involved in it. I'll I'll be honest. Some people, uh, they think that is the right way to approach it. It's not that they don't want to get involved, but they want to say, hey, it doesn't matter to me uh, what color or ethnicity or sexual preference, any of that doesn't matter. I just want you to be a good airman. Um, So I think it's an education piece. So, again, y'all sharing your stories and, and you just to put you on blast again in a positive way, uh, if it hadn't been for you. Brittany, I don't know that I would have done this this episode. I, I don't know that I would have felt as compelled to do it uh, when I saw it in your eyes and heard it in your voice kind of thing. I'm like, she's she's right. We got to do something. We got to say something. And I had a, I've been approached by, he's now a master sergeant. Uh, he was on, uh, I don't know if you happen to see the video or the live where I did uh, mentorship, uh, or I'm sorry, reaching your peak performance. Uh, so uh, Markel Willis, he had approached me about it when he was a tech sergeant. He said, hey, uh, Chief, one day, uh, one day we got to use your platform to speak on other things. I'd spoken out about gun violence and stuff like that. And he's like, you got to use your platform to speak out on, on racial injustices mm-hmm. in the military sometime. And so between you two, y'all are, y'all are both what, what propelled this. So, cause like I said, I don't know that I would have, I can't say that I wouldn't have, I don't know, but I wasn't at planning it at the time. So thanks again for you. And so it's just ignorance on my part or my mm-hmm. own blind spots, right? I've never experienced, it, I've never seen it. Uh, and people have told me stories. And then I think a lot of times people think like me, like, OK, well, they 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 got the restitution they needed. They got taken care of uh, and, and they've been able to move past that because I'd never experienced it. And I never sat down and no one's ever pulled my ear uh, like you. So, again, thank you of saying, hey, there's a legit problem. You don't see it because nobody does it when you're around because they know how you are and they know you're not going to stand for it. But nobody does these things when you're around. And uh, sometimes people are just um 
I won't say lacking the courage. That's a, that's a harsh way to put it, but maybe not understanding how much they can impact people with their story. So again, thanks for you. Thanks for your advice. You're spot on. So don't, <laughs> don't ever downplay yourself, Brittany, of like, oh, this, uh, I don't know how to give the right answer because you're perfect because it's coming from the heart. And you're absolutely right. That's another point of attack I need to take on, on the military as well or on the Air Force of, uh, and I know there's some senior leaders out there that are getting after this because um, not everybody looks at the current EPR system as an example of of a way mm-hmm. to promote teamwork. You know, it, it is one everyone for themselves kind of mentality. So thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for reminding us all to look at each other as people. Um, thanks for sharing your faith uh, as your strength. Uh, like I said before, a lot, of, a lot of people don't do that, but there's a lot of people out there that do rely on faith. Mm-hmm. They just don't tell other people. Uh, so then some people that are maybe young, actually young in age or young in their careers, uh, and they, they might not know that, hey, that, that might impact them in another way if, if someone right. is talking about their faith. So final thoughts, and I have one question that I do want to leave you with, uh, but I would like your final thoughts on, uh, you know, put a bow on this sort of, so to, uh, so to speak, on your overall thoughts on discrimination um, uh, or whatever you want to leave us with. And then the last question that I want you to go out on uh, as we end this podcast is what do you want your legacy or what do you hope your legacy is? So first, final thoughts. And then when you finish final thoughts out that I'll ask you uh, what, what you hope your legacy will be. So my final thoughts on everything to sum everything up would be just, yeah. you know, look yourself in the mirror and that's hard. You know, I just had this conversation with a really good friend of mine yesterday. It's really hard to kind of, to do the self-reflection and the self self-evaluation, but do that. We need to look yeah. each other look at each other or look at ourselves in the mirror and and ask yourself what can i do to make sure that i am taking care of people because when it like if you take the discrimination hat off if you take all that off if you are truly taking care of people and you are truly making sure that people are okay discrimination wouldn't even be a topic right now because you would, everybody would be doing their part to make sure that we're all treating each other at least at minimum with some human dignity and respect at minimum. So that would be my, just to sum everything up, just treat people with respect. It doesn't matter where they're from. It doesn't matter what they look like respect people because at the end of the day we all volunteered to you know serve in this military we all took an oath and we need to look at that at least look at the uniform and respect people because they volunteered to you know protect their country just the way that you did no that's 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 awesome thank you uh Brittany, for for sharing that you know there's a lot, a lot of truth uh, in, in what you're saying there. I, I would like to challenge you. I know you got your own podcast uh, uh, as well. Uh, I'd like you to, to consider exploring uh, some of that advice at, at a, at a may, maybe more at length uh, sometimes. So just give that some thought because uh, you got a lot of wisdom to pass on to others. Uh, and it doesn't do anyone any good caged up in your head. So, uh, you know, I know you're sharing it with your with your children and that is great. That's I, I'm not going to put that on you. But my first priority is, is is my family raising my sons to be, you know, like what we're just talking about here. I want you to treat people with dignity and respect. You know, they can pick up so much stuff off. I say social media, but it could be from anywhere. It just mm-hmm. happens to be social media in our time and day right now. Um, 
but they pick up stuff and they don't even understand what they're saying. Like my son said something the other day and I was like, what did you just say? And, uh, he said it again and, uh, he's like, well, it's just supposed to be funny cause it's on TikTok." I was like, no, no, it's no, that's not what the Vadens do. We, we don't say things like that. And it wasn't like super heinous, but it wasn't, uh, cause you know, they have four core values that they have to, to follow of, uh, integrity, love, courage, and respect, uh, and their, that's what it means to be a Vaden man. So I, I hold them to that standard. But anyway, thanks for sharing that. You should have had plenty of time to reload that magazine, Brittany, on, on what you hope uh, to be your. So, you know, nothing's scripted with me, and I'll just be real with the audience. Like, I ask people some questions sometimes, and uh, I'm, I try to give, I run my mouth for a little bit to give them some mm-hmm. time to reload their magazines because I don't like people wrong. So, but yeah, I know we can't really, uh, like I tell people all the time, we can make goals and we can hope what our legacy will be and work towards that. Like, you want to be, you know, Hey, I'm going to lead with dignity and I'm going to lead with respect or whatever it is. I want to put words in your mouth, but that doesn't really, that doesn't mean that's what our legacy will be because you know, there's, there's a difference between what we think we're doing and what everybody else perceives us to be doing. But what at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, um, what, what do you hope that that Brittany's legacy will be? It's crazy because like I was asking myself this question a couple days ago. I don't know why, but I was at like, you know, for especially more so like when I leave, when I finally PCS, whenever that'll be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Eventually, it's gonna yeah, happen for you, you know. <laughs> so I, let me start yeah. with when I first got to this base, um, I really just kind of wanted to stay in a shell and just do my job. Um, I wasn't really interested in trying to do anything aside from work and finish school and have babies. Honestly, that was like, (laughs) that's all I wanted to do when I got here. And, um, you know, coming from Kadena, I was tired. Like I was, I was wore out because you, you work real hard. You work hard at Kadena. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's like four years, three or four years. And I was there for five. (laughs) So, um, but you got an extra. I don't know. I wanted to stay. I didn't want to leave. So, (laughs) but you know, so when I got here, I just kind of wanted to. I I thought this base would be my. I can I can breathe here. I can like I can relax a little. And about two years in, you know, I got around some of. I got around the right people about two years in. And I kind of, I don't, I really don't know what happened. It was like, I blinked and I just took off. I just took off and I just ran. Like I, you know, I just (laughs) just started going like full, full speed ahead. And I got burnt out again because I didn't make master the first time I tested. So I had a whole temper tantrum about it. And then I had to ask myself again, you know, that self-reflection. I said, Brittany, why do you even want to make master? And I couldn't answer that question. I could not answer. I could not tell okay. myself why I wanted to make rank. So from there, I was like, okay, I don't know why I want to make master. And so again, I was fortunate to be set up underneath some really powerful people like as powerful in the sense of like their leadership techniques and things like that. And so I kind of like, I'm a sponge. Yeah. I always tell people like, I'm a sponge. I, I sit underneath people and I soak in everything that they have to say. And, you know, I really like to like listen. 
And so um, when I when I didn't make master the first time, uh, that is honestly when my transition, I guess, kind of happened for me because I realized like I don't need to be a master sergeant to make positive change. And working where I worked, I yeah. started, you know, you you get all the bad news. And so I started seeing trends in certain things yeah. that were happening on base. And I felt a personal conviction of what are you going to do about this? Because you're not sitting in this seat just to make notifications and wake up the commander at three o'clock in the morning. I, I put you in this seat for a reason. Yeah. What are you going to do? So when I got that conviction, that's really when I started just going because I realized that my purpose in being here was so much bigger than me. I'm not here for me. I'm here to impact positive change. And that doesn't mean that the base is going to change overnight. That doesn't mean everybody's going to change. But when I have airmen that say, hey, can we go do breakfast? And these aren't even my airmen. These are airmen that work on the flight line that like, I only know because I felt a conviction to volunteer to do something. And now they have this connection to me. And, yeah. you know, when I have NCOs say, I really want to work with you. I want to, I want to sit under you and learn from you. Those things, those are the, the positive changes that matter to me. Big change, like we, we focus too much on the big things and those little things is what to me is what matters the most. Because if I can, if I can impact positive change on a couple airmen, and then they impact positive change on their peers and then their peer and it's it's you develop people so that they go forward and they develop more people and sometimes all it takes is one person to make that airman and when i say airman i mean big a make that one airman feel like you know what you matter and you can do this and then they go off and do more. So my legacy, I want it to be that I impacted positive change and I developed leaders to go forth and develop better leaders because that that's what I want for this Air Force. And even just for myself is I want to see people go off and, and be better and do better and take care of other people. That's... That's amazing. Uh, you know, so I, I know you said maybe growing up, you didn't have a whole lot of life uh, spoken into you. Um, you know, and there's, there's a few of us that have, that have grown up in, in similar situations, um, not necessarily, necessarily exactly demographic wise, but in situations where life wasn't spoken, maybe just a bunch of hate uh, was spoken in our lives. But so you are the direct opposite of that. Uh, so I want to just uh, encourage you to keep, keep, uh, stay the course, right? Uh, you're a real leader. And as I would say, you, you wear boots. Uh, not just in the sense of actual physical boots, but you know what I mean? The boot mentality of a leader is going out and, and doing the hard work, doing the, the sacrificial work, uh, you know, keeping uh, true to yourself, uh, polishing the edges that need to be polished and developing other leaders. And your legacy is going to be great, um, Brittany. I, I have no doubt about it. Uh, and and hats off to you for understanding that it's that it's not about the stripes. It's not about the accolades. It's none of that. You, you can't take any of that with you anyway. When I say, you know, like I talk about us living in the dash, perfect example of you living in the dash and making the most of what you've been given and then some uh so hats off to you for that congratulations 
on, on the life that you're leading, uh, the career that you're leading, the airmen that you're taking care of and developing, uh, it, it shows. Uh, so I'm not the only one that, that sees that. Um, obviously, to your own words, there's people reaching out to you. And, and that's when you know that uh, that you're, you're making a positive impact. So already know and just be encouraged that you are already well on your way of, of developing and setting that legacy because people are, are reaffirming that. Right. So by asking you for help and advice and your opinion. So uh, thanks again for, for coming back on the show, Brittany. I know it, I know it takes a lot out of you. I know you're a, you, you're a, you're a mom, you're a leader, you're an airman, a leader of airmen. Uh, you got a lot going on in your life. So thanks for carving out the time to, to hang out with us for a little bit and share your wisdom. Uh, again, I want to speak life there too. You've got a lot of wisdom. Don't ever sell yourself short on that. And uh, thanks for your courage. It inspires, uh, inspires me. Um, so I'm not, not just saying that to blow smoke, uh, it, it really does inspire me, the, the amount of courage that you have. So, And, and I'm just uh, proud to uh, say and humbled, honestly, to say that I know you and can call you sister. So thanks again for everything you do. Um, thanks for being on Real Talk with Caleb. And audience, y'all know the deal. Until we talk again, keep it real.